As we prepare ourselves, as Michael mentioned earlier, to celebrate the death and the resurrection, the burial and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's coming up in Passion Week, there's this season of, of anticipation, right? It's similar to what we anticipated back before Christmas time, but there's this, 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 it's even, it's, it's, it's somewhat greater in certain instances, but there's this anticipation of, of waiting for this opportunity where we get to remember we always remember the death and the burial and the resurrection, but there's just something about this particular time of the year. Feels like there's this, I don't know if anybody else feels this, but there's a spiritual force. There's this, this, this deep um, pressure, if you will, spiritually, until Jesus, until we celebrate the resurrection. Just feels like this, this pressure, spiritual pressure. And so for the next few weeks, I want to talk about something really important. I wanted to talk about who Jesus is. Let's just, let's just learn a little bit more about our Savior, Jesus Christ, over the next few weeks. And maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you, you've heard of Jesus, but you've never really surrendered your life to Him or you don't even know what that really means. And that's okay. You're in the right place today. Listen, um, the best way to find out who Jesus is, is to go and hear what Jesus said about himself. If you want to know who Jesus is, the best thing, the best way that we can find out who Jesus is, is to go and hear what he said about himself. And in the book of John, in the gospel of John, Jesus has seven statements, seven what we call I am statements, where Jesus says, I am, and then follows it with something. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Right? So that's one of his I am statements. Jesus says, I am the gate. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. So he says, I am the gate. He goes on to say that, that I am the resurrection and the life. Right? I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will never die. So Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Jesus goes on to say, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have life. And the light of life. And then Jesus says, I'm the vine. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. But if you don't abide in me, you'll bear no fruit. He says these things. These are six of the seven statements where he says, I am, and then follows it with something. So if we want to get to know Jesus over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what, who Jesus says that he is. And today I want to look at one that's so special to me. We did an entire series on this back in 2020. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. We're going to check this out today. We're going to kind of dive into the word right now. We're going to start in John chapter 10, verse 11, where Jesus truly says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. Let me mention this really quick. If you want to follow along with us, if you have your Bibles today, that's awesome. If you don't, if you can get your, your phone out, if you, you're welcome to do this at Ridgepoint Church. Not all churches probably let you do this, but uh, you get your, your, your phone out. You go to the Bible app if you have that downloaded. If you don't, you can check it out uh, in the app store. Go to the Bible app, download the, uh, the Bible app, go to events, and look for Ridgepoint Church. You can follow along with us uh, in what's going on in the message today. All of the notes that I put together for each message. Anyway, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. 
I am the good shepherd. He is so good, folks. He is so good. The gospel means good news. Amen. The gospel means good news. It's good news that Jesus, who is the good shepherd, was willing to lay his life down for the sheep. For the sheep. And that's great news. But the fact that Jesus said that he is the good shepherd implies that there are bad shepherds. Everybody hear me on that? The fact that he said that he's the good shepherd actually implies that there are bad shepherds. As a matter of fact, we're going to check this out right now in John chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus actually says this. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. A thief and a robber. Now, Jesus was talking about our spiritual enemy here. Jesus is talking about our spiritual enemy. We have an enemy, and his name is Satan. Okay? It's important that we know this. Satan's not just a story that we tell our kids to make sure that they behave. Satan is real. Okay? And he is God's enemy. He's the prince of darkness. He hates God, and he hates God's people. His mission, literally, is to still kill and destroy everything that matters to God. That's his mission. And we need to take him serious. Listen, you got to admit that there are some spiritual darkness going there's some spiritual darkness going on in our land today. It always has. It's been this way from the very beginning of time. But today I've never seen us more divided than I have today than I do today. Now granted I'm only 38 years old, so I haven't seen a lot of things that some of you may have, but I have never seen in my lifetime us more divided than we are right now. I've never seen it. I've never seen this kind of division. We have so many people that are hurting today. And we have so many people that really it feels like they could care less. Or they couldn't care less. Like there's this thing I've seen over the past couple of weeks as I've been trying to get folks to help, not just at Ridge Point Church, but in the community at large, as we've been trying to get folks to help out with flood victims. There's a sense of, of lack of compassion in our world today. It's like folks don't really care. And we don't have to worry about going to another country or going to another state or going to another uh, nation. We go right literally to the next neighbor over. And we find people that are hurting and in need so much. And it feels like, it feels like as a whole, we've just lost our compassion. We've lost our empathy for people. It's, I mean, it's like 2020 has taken it all from us. And you know what? Here's what I believe. I believe at the root of all of this is a thief and a robber. Amen? Amen? I believe at the root of all of this, as Jesus said, there's a thief and there's a robber. Jesus clearly states, clearly states the enemy's mission. In John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, The thief's purpose is to still kill and destroy. Like, you can't be any more blunt than that. Jesus said, The thief's purpose is to still kill and destroy. But then Jesus follows it up with this He says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Another translation says, I have come to give life. And to give it more abundantly. That's Jesus. Who are we in the metaphor? We're the sheep. <laughs> we are the sheep. Jesus desires that you have life and life to the fullest. That's what he wants for you. He is the good shepherd and we are the sheep. And, and let's not kid ourselves today. Let's not kid ourselves. All of us, all of us are following a shepherd. All of us are following 
a shepherd. We either follow the good shepherd or we follow the bad shepherds. Let's not kid ourselves this morning. We're doing one of those two. You know what? Sheep are mentioned in the Bible more than any other animal. It's crazy, but sheep are mentioned in the Bible more than any other animal. Over 200 times the word sheep comes up in the Bible or this particular animal. You know how many times that dogs are mentioned in the Bible? 44 times, okay? That's kind of an interesting fact. Dogs are mentioned 44 times. You know how many times that cats are mentioned in the Bible? Absolutely zero. Zero. <laughs> and I mean this, and, and, and that's, that's pretty cool. And all of Scripture, unless, of course... Unless, of course, you think about a cat or a lion being in the cat family, right? And then the Bible says that Satan roams about roaring like a lion, right? So that's our first connection between cats and Satan. Absolutely. Amen, Josh. Amen. I'm kidding. My wife is at home not feeling well today, and she's, she probably turned me off just now. We're sheep. You and I, we are sheep. We are sheep. That's not great news. Sheep are filthy, they're dirty, they're stinky, they're unintelligent, they're gullible, they're senseless, they're mindless, they're sheep. And you can't train a sheep. You're never going to find a sheep in a circus, okay? You're just not going to find it. You can train so many other animals. You can train dogs, you can train elephants. Listen, you can even train a flea at flea circuses, but you can't train a sheep because they're just extremely unintelligent. We are just like sheep. Okay, I don't know if you're getting what I'm throwing down right now, but we are just like sheep. It's interesting to me. I'm going to give you four challenges to sheep, four challenges. Okay, here's what some of the, these are not all of them, but these are just four of the big ones. The first challenge for sheep is they get lost easily. Sheep get lost really easy. I'm sure that many of you are looking at your spouse thinking right now, yeah, he's a sheep. You get lost so easily. Thank God for Google Maps, right? Amen. Thank God for maps in general. In fact, there's a verse in Isaiah chapter 53 that says, All of us, all of us like sheep have gone or have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. It's extremely common for a sheep to walk away from the flock and do their own thing. It's kind of like, it's like, oh, that over there looks like it's going to make me happy. Let me go over there. And you get over here and you realize that you're not happy anymore. And you're like, oh, that over here will make me happy. Let me come back over here. I'm sorry I'm snorting. It's bad up here. Anyway, we are like sheep and we go astray. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to make good decisions. We say to ourselves all the time, uh, I, I just it's, it, we make decisions and then we regret the decisions that we make. And the reality is that's where some of you are at right now. You've made some bad decisions. You've made some bad decisions. You are like sheep and you have gone astray. You've done your own thing for a while. You've been really trying to figure it all out. But you just keep making bad decisions. It's because sheep without a shepherd get lost very, very easy. Sheep without a shepherd get lost very, very easy. Second thing is this. Sheep are defenseless. Absolutely defenseless. Almost every other animal has some type of defense mechanism. Some kind of defense like claws or maybe they can run fast or maybe they kind of blend into nature around them. But nothing. Sheep have nothing. They have nothing to defend themselves. They are totally defenseless. And you and I, 
on our own, without the body of Christ and without the armor of God, without the protection of the good shepherd, we are very vulnerable to the lies of the enemy, the thief and the robber, the evil one. We are absolutely defenseless without those things. So many of us as sheep believe the lies. The lies that the enemy, the robber, and the thief is sending our way. And they lead us to death and destruction. They just lead us to death. And this will make you happy. You should try this. Why don't you just take this thing over here? That will make you happy, surely. Mm -mm. Those are lies from the enemy. Sheep are defenseless without the good shepherd the third thing is this sheep are very stubborn in fact if you're a sheep and you go between two rocks you have a rock on the left and a rock on the right and you go in between those two rocks you get stuck you don't try to back up you just keep trying to go forward that's what sheep do they just keep trying to go forward they're so stubborn that they won't try to back up they'll keep pushing themselves without any concern over their body or anything else and i know that some of you wives are poking your husband right now and thinking that's him i told him to get the directions out but he's already been working on it for an hour he's never going to do that just stubborn. We're not going to do what we're supposed to do. We're not going to give up. We're just going to keep pushing as hard as we can through that rock because I know I can make it through there somehow. That's like sheep. They're stubborn. They're super stubborn. I can do this on my own. The last thing is this. this. What sheep are actually, um, um, they, they, they are filthy. I don't know if you've ever seen a sheep in person or not, but they're super filthy. You may say, um, I've seen a white fluffy sheep on, on TV. Well, let me tell you what, that, that puppy has been power washed before that show, okay? That's what happened to it because sheep are filthy. They're stinky. They're, they're just nasty, and they have no way of cleaning themselves. At least for a cat, they can clean themselves, right? But sheep, they don't know how. They can't clean themselves. Like they're completely dependent on the shepherd. And you know what? I want to say this very respectfully. That's the way that we are in the eyes of God. That, that's the way that we are in the eyes of God. In the eyes of a perfect God, a holy God, we are dirty, filthy. We are dirty and filthy sinners falling way short of God's standards. That's what we look like in His eyes. The bottom line is this, folks. Sheep need a shepherd and we need a Savior. That's the bottom line. It's just the way it is. We need Jesus. Without Him, we are completely vulnerable to this world and vulnerable to the lies of the robber and the thief. That's why it's really good news today when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. It's good news. It's good news because He offers Himself as the shepherd for the sheep that just can't do it on their own. What I want to do with the rest of the time I have left today is, is I want to show you four incredible truths about Jesus, okay? Four incredible truths and qualities about the Good Shepherd. And I pray that God would help each of us connect these to our hearts today. Listen, I'm not about just coming in and, and tickling your ears. I hope something that I say is, is encouraging to you or important to you or it helps you or something. But if you don't take what I'm talking about today or what, the, what God is sending out to you today and go out of these, this room and apply it to your life or leave your computer and apply it to your life, it's meaningless. Okay? And so I want today, whatever, whatever God is giving to us today, I really want us to apply it to our lives, connect it to our hearts. So, 
What does the good shepherd do? What does the good shepherd do? First, he guides. The first thing I want to talk about today is the good shepherd guides us. In Psalms 23 verse 3 says this, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. The Lord guides me, folks. He guides me. Do you ever find yourself with a big decision to make? And you're questioning, you're asking yourself, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? This big decision's coming up. What am I supposed to do? Here's what I want to say to you today. When you seek the Lord, He will reveal Himself to you. When you seek the Lord, He will reveal Himself to you. Check out John chapter 10 again. He says this. He says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him. Why? Why? Because they know his what? His voice. They follow him because they, they know his voice. They follow him because they know his voice. Some of you may be like, well, does God speak audibly? Can, can, can he speak like you're speaking right now? Absolutely. God can speak audibly if he wants to. He absolutely can. But you know how God speaks to us the most? Right here. The Word of God. This is God's Word to us. Each and every one of us. This is words, uh, God's Word to us. So He can speak to us through the Word. But you know what He can also do? He can speak to us through our circumstances. Sometimes He speaks to us through other people. Other people come in at the right time. I just heard, I just heard a testimony out in the lobby this morning. and I can't, can't even remember who it was, but they were talking about how God literally sent someone to them at the exact right time. In that moment, when they were trying to make this decision, questioning, what am I supposed to do now? In that moment, God intervened and he sent someone to, him, to them to intervene. He can speak to us. He speaks to us in many different ways. And now some of you are saying right now, I don't know his voice. How, Pastor, how am I supposed to know his voice? What does God sound like? We'll give you this example. Imagine if you walked into a room and there were 50 women and they were all talking. I know that's hard to imagine, right? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, imagine you walk into a room with 50 women. They're all talking. And I'm going to ask you, imagine my wife Taylor is in there. And I'm going to ask you, can you pick out Taylor's voice? Put a blindfold on. And can you pick out Taylor's voice? And you're going to be like... You're crazy. I, 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 you're probably going to say no. Well, the reason that you're going to say no, the reason that you can't hear my wife, Taylor, is one, it's one of two things. Either you don't know her or you haven't spent enough time with her to know her voice, right? Either you don't know her or you haven't spent enough time with her to, to, to know her voice. If you put a blindfold on me, husbands, you guys can probably say this about your wives as well, wives about your husbands. You put a blindfold in, on me, put me in a room of 50 people, all women, and I'm trying to find my wife's voice. If I walk around enough, she's got kind of a soft voice most of the time, unless she's angry with me, but she's got kind of a soft voice. If I'm walking around with a blindfold on amongst all these women, I can pick out my wife's voice, and I can walk directly to her, put my hand on her, and know that that's her. Why? Because I know my wife, and I've spent a lot of time with my wife. I know her voice. I know exactly what she sounds like. If you can't recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd today, maybe it's because you either don't know Him or you haven't spent enough time with Him to recognize His voice. It's one of two things. Because He doesn't hide Himself from us. Can I say that again? God doesn't hide from you. 
If you can't hear him, probably one of two things. Either you don't know him or you haven't spent enough time with him to know his voice. And let me throw this out there too. Maybe you can forget what God's voice sounds like. I was throwing that out there. I don't know. Maybe that's from God. Maybe you can forget what God's voice sounds like. You heard him once upon a time. You know he was telling you exactly what to do, when to do it, where to go, what decisions to make. Yes, no, maybe, when, how. And all of a sudden you found yourself not being able to hear him anymore. I'm going to question, are you spending time with God? Are you spending enough time with him to know his voice? The good news is that our good shepherd, if you're one of his sheep, he calls you by name. There may be people that are watching here in this room or watching online today and you feel unnoticed. You feel unknown. You feel like no one gets you. You feel like no one understands you. You feel like nobody's listening. Here's what I want to tell you today. God knows your name and he calls you by name. Why? Because he made you. He made each and every one of us. I don't care what you're going through, what you've been through, or what you're going to go through in the future. God knows your name, and He loves you. He calls you by name. He calls you by name. The second thing that I want to talk about very quickly is the Good Shepherd, He not only guides, He provides. Amen? Amen. Our Good Shepherd provides. Psalms 23 verse 1 and 2 says this. David said this. He says, The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall, or I'm sorry, I lack nothing in this particular translation. I learned it as I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He's providing those green pastures to us. He's providing us rest. Makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside of quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. My favorite scripture. Man, that's so good. It's so good. But you don't see a sheep lying down very often because there's three things that cause sheep not to want to, or sheep not to want to lay down. There's three things. First, they have to be well fed or they're not going to lay down. And you're like, that's me too, Pastor. They have to be well fed or they're not going to lay down. Second, they have to be getting along with all the other sheep or they're not going to lay down. And the third thing is they have to feel safe. And most of you are like, amen, pastor. If I'm not getting along with my neighbor or my my sister or my family or my wife or my husband or my kids, I can't sleep. I can't rest. I don't want to lay down. Or if I'm hungry, I don't want to lay down. Or if I don't feel safe, I can't rest. But check this out. In the presence of the good shepherd who leads them to green pastures, they are full because they've been in his presence. They're full because they've been in his presence. He breaks up fights and helps them to get along with each other. And they're in the safest place that they can be in the presence of the good shepherd. That's what Jesus does, the good shepherd. It goes on to say that he leads them beside of quiet waters. Why? Because a sheep won't drink if there's raging waters around them or rushing waters. So he has to, the shepherd has to find them quiet waters. Have you ever seen, they, they, won't, they won't drink in the, the rushing water because have you ever seen a sheep fall into water? They're like a big giant cotton ball, right? Just kind of floating until they die because they can't get out. They have, no, they have no way of saving themselves. And so the good shepherd has to find them quiet waters. 
He has to find them waters that they can drink from that are, that are just slow and calm, safe to them. You know what? Jesus is the living water. Jesus is the living water, and once you drink of him, you will never thirst again. He quenches that inward thirst, that thing that you really can't put your finger on, but we all have an inward thirst that the world, I don't care what you try to stick into it, if it's relationships, if it's identity, if it's success, if it's drugs, if it's alcohol, if it's pills, if it's heroin, if it's anything else, there's this inward thirst that we will never be able to quench Outside the love of the Father. Jesus said, when you drink from my water, you will never thirst again. Because my water quenches all thirst inside and out. And David goes on to say, he refreshes my soul. I love this. He's such a good provider. He doesn't just provide for us materially, But He provides for us. He takes care of us physically. He provides for our souls. Some of you right now on the outside, you have everything that you need. You drove in with a nice car. You have a roof over your head. You have a nice job. You have good relationships. All those things are going good in your life. But on the inside, your soul is not at rest. There's something missing. And you might be a sheep without the Good Shepherd. Because the good shepherd is so loving in his provisions that he refreshes our souls. Inwardly, you can't be at peace. There's just something going on right now inside of you. The amazing thing is when you're a sheep under the care of the good shepherd, all hell can break loose in your life. Everything can go wrong and and, and you can be at a place uh, when all sorts of things are coming down around you and yet you can have a supernatural peace that the Bible teaches us that surpasses all understanding. That's the peace. That's how Jesus, the good shepherd, refreshes our souls. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. How many of you know those dear saints of God? That they lost everything in their lives. Everything that was important to them. They've lost it all. Family just continues to die. Drug addictions. Cars are gone. And they don't have a house to live in. All these things. But you ask them how they're doing. Praise God, I'm blessed. Guys, that's how God, the good shepherd, refreshes our souls how many of y'all want that i want that i want that every day of my life the third third thing i'm sorry next thing is this the third third point is he corrects he corrects the good shepherd corrects (laughs) you're like oh i don't know about that one pastor this may not be good news if you're a sheep which we all are if you're a sheep that's wandering away from the flock it's not good news when he corrects It may not seem like good news at the time, but truly it is good news because the shepherd loves you enough to correct you. He loves you enough to correct you, the sheep. Job knew this quality very well. If you can read in the Old Testament, Job, man, he lost everything. He lost it all, and he knew this quality well. He says this in in chapter 5, verse 17. He says, blessed is the one whom God corrects. Don't feel like a blessing sometimes, does it? Blessed is the one who God corrects, so do not despise the discipline of the Almighty, for He wounds, but, I like this, He wounds, but, He also binds up, He injures, but, His hand also heals. No, not many people will recognize this in the moment. You're not going to recognize this in the moment. Let's be really honest, not many of us want to be corrected. Our pride gets in the way. Not many of us want to be corrected. Nobody's saying, Lord, chastise me. 
Nobody's saying that. Right? Nobody's saying, Lord, correct me today. Nobody wants that. I don't say that. Do you know what some shepherds do to little tiny lambs that keep wandering away from the flock? They break their leg. If you got a little tiny lamb that's wandering away from the flock, the shepherd takes the rod. You know, the Bible tells us the shepherd has a rod and a staff. Psalms 23 says that the staff, it helps us to protect. If you're wandering away, you're going in the wrong direction, or maybe you've gotten yourself into the stream, he takes the, rod, the staff and he pulls you back, kind of guides you along the path. But sometimes he's got to take out the billy stick, right? He's got to take out the rod and correct you. And so that's what happens with the sheep that just continues to wander off from the flock. From, from the fold. He breaks their leg. And you know what he does? This is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful story. When he breaks the, the little lamb's leg, he picks the lamb up. I don't know if you've ever seen the photo. But he, the shepherd, the good shepherd, picks the lamb up and puts him on his shoulders. Two feet on this side, two feet on this side. And he carries him everywhere he goes. And he bandages him up. He takes care of that little lamb. He gets him back in shape. But you know what happens? Because the lamb's leg has been broke, the lamb can, can't go very far away from the shepherd. The lamb can't really get too far away from the shepherd. So the, the lamb almost becomes a little pet to the shepherd. And so for all of his life, through a life, lifelong time, the lamb just continues to walk by the shepherd because he needs the help every single day from the shepherd. Because he can't really do much on his own. Interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting to us. Over a lifetime, the little lamb would become almost like a pet to the shepherd because he learned to know the voice of God or the voice of the good shepherd and to trust the good shepherd. That's the discipline of God, folks. That's the discipline of God. My little Elena, man, she's stubborn. Oh my goodness, she's so stubborn. I, I am just in for it. As we get older, my little girl is so stubborn. People think I'm crazy when they visit our house and Elena's kind of sitting up on the couch and she's kind of on the edge and she likes to get right to the edge and, and sit with her back off to the, to the, to the couch. And folks are, are getting all nervous thinking she's going to fall. And most of the time I, I just reply and say, she'll learn, right? She'll learn. If, when she falls, it's probably going to hurt, but it's, she ain't going to break anything from that, that level. She'll learn. And Taylor gets mad at me and she starts gripping at me because we've got to take care of our baby. But in my mind... If she falls, she's probably not going to get back up there and do that again. She's probably not going to do that again. My hope is the next time she's going to think about, wow, I didn't like that. I didn't like the consequences of getting there on the edge of the couch. I probably shouldn't do that again. There may be a time when our good and loving God, the good shepherd, lets us face the consequences of our dumb decisions to keep you from making more dumb decisions in the future. Maybe. That may be the case. Decisions that could cost you severely over time. Now, no one likes to be disciplined but by God. But he, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, amen, but painful. But then he goes on to say, Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. That's God's hope through discipline for us. As it teaches us. He loves us enough 
to correct us. Our good shepherd loves us enough to correct us and keep us from further harm. Some of y'all have to learn that lesson over and over and over, don't we? It's like, it's like every time you turn on the stove, you always put your finger on the stove and you wonder why you keep getting hurt. You keep putting your finger there and you keep putting your finger there and every time it hurts, but you just can't figure it out. You're a sheep. You're a sheep. That's just the way it is. And sometimes God allows us to, to deal with the consequences of our actions to teach us so we don't do it again. Last thing I want to talk about really quickly, I'm going to invite the worship uh, folks to come up. David said this, God protects us, amen? He, the good shepherd protects. Check this out, Psalms 23, verse 4 through 6, he says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Guys, this is precious. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Aren't you glad the good shepherd protects us? He protects us. The good shepherd protects us. The sheep, and that doesn't mean that you're never going to fall upon physical harm. Let me tell you something very quickly this morning, and this is a freebie. If anybody out there is telling you that if you just do A, B, and C, and you just ask God for A, B, and C, that, that you can somehow manipulate God, and you'll never get sick again. You'll never get cancer. Your family's never going to get any type of illness, or you're never going to die. If anybody's telling you that, that's a lie from the thief and the robber. I'm just being honest with you this morning. God didn't say you were going to have a happy, healthy life. But He did come and give His life for us. It doesn't mean that you're never going to fall upon physical harm, but, but this does mean that in spiritual terms, that He stored up for you an incredible inheritance. Incredible inheritance that will never spoil or perish or fade. Incredible. And the good shepherd is the one who will lay down his life for the sheep. Lay down his life for the sheep. In fact, Jesus told this parable. Luke chapter 15, he said this. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Remember a parable. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, right? Jesus tells this parable. He said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he, speaking of the good shepherd, doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he don't scold it. He doesn't scold it and say, you little crazy dumb sheep. He doesn't do that. He goes on to say, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and carries it back home. He leaves the 99 to seek after the one that has gone astray. There may be someone here today or watching online. This whole message, this entire message is for you. This whole idea this morning is for you. I don't know who it is, but God knows. 
This entire thing is just for you. You're the one. You're the sheep that needs the shepherd, the good shepherd. And he's coming and pursuing you. And he wants to pick you up. Like he literally wants to pick you up, put you on his shoulders, and carry you to safety. I don't know who it is. You know. He loves you that much. If you feel like right now thinking this message is for me, it's because it probably is. You're the one that he's pursuing right now. Guys, I want to end the message with this. We're like sheep. You and I, we are like sheep. Desperately needing a Savior. Take a look at this photo. This is a sheep, an old, dirty, nasty sheep that had strayed away for six years wandering. And you could see all of the hurt, all of the trouble, all of the terrible situations piled up on this sheep's wool. Look at it. Take a look at it. Can you imagine what all this sheep has been through over the past six years? Can you imagine all the times that they've, they've gotten caught up in the thistles and the briars? Can you imagine all the times that, that the, the lion or the, 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 the whatever, whatever animal that's after them trying to kill them? Can you imagine how many times that they've been running trying to evade someone from taking their life? Can you just look at the sheep and just see all of the hurt, the trouble, the sickness? trials over the last six years and what this sheep has gone through. You kind of feel like that today? Have you just been piling up all those things on your fur, your wool today? Have you been just piling up all the hurt, all the pain, all the trouble, all the sickness, all the times that you've been fleeing and trying to run away from God? just keep piling it up, piling it up and all of a sudden, the sheep can't do this on, on its own. Look at this. There's no way the sheep can get rid of all of this on their, they can't, they can't get rid of a single piece of all that buildup over the past six years. Not a single ounce of what is piled up on its wool. Have you allowed yourself to wander away from the fold? And wander away from the good shepherd. And had all this pile up on you. The good shepherd is coming for you today. He's pursuing you today. And you know what he wants to do? You know what he wants to do for you? Take a look at that, that wool right now. Let's change the picture. This is what the good shepherd wants to do for you. <laughs> he wants to take all that build up for the past six years. And you know what he does? He just takes his shears and he just starts taking it off one by one. One stripe by one stripe. Just one by one. Just taking all that junk that you've been through over the past six years. He's ready to take it all off in one good clear swipe. And all you have to do is wander back into the fold. That's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for all of us. Good shepherd wants to clean you. He wants to feed you. He wants to guide you. 
He wants to protect you. And sometimes he'll even correct you because he loves you that much. The question today is, will you let him? Would you stand with me and bow your heads? Father, God, thank you for being the good shepherd. You are so good to us, God. You are so good to us, God. You are the good shepherd that provides for us, protects us, and guides us. And God, thank you even for your correction. When you allow us to face the consequences of our actions, to show us that we shouldn't do that again. God, you love us that much. And today you want us to come to you so that you can clean us. Father, I know there's someone that you're calling today. I know that you left the 99 to go after the one. I know you did, God. And there, there, There's one in every area of this church. There's one in every room that's uh, uh, every living room kitchen dining room whatever bedroom that's watching online right now you are pursuing the one God may we give our lives to you completely and truly today may we get to know you by listening to your voice getting into your word talking to you through prayer and waiting and listening for you to talk back to us through your word through circumstances, through other people, through messages. Today, God, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, the altar is open. Worship team is going to start singing in just a moment. If you're watching online, if you're looking for prayer right now, you want someone to pray with you, click that prayer button if you're on church online. You can send us a message if you're watching on Facebook. Whatever is going on in your life, we want to help you today. Most of all, God wants you to to give it all to Him today. Are you the one? The altar is open. I'd love to pray with you this morning. I'm going to grab my mask and put it on. If you want me to pray with you, just grab my hand. Let's go to the altar together this morning.